myth, the legend, fake hockey. And I am the bearded brother from another mother, the man with the burner accounts, the one, the only, Chip Bayless. What's going on, guys? We have our dear, dear, dear good friends with us today from Bridging the Gap, Coach, and our very own producer, Dev. What's going here. on? How's What's going on, peoples? What's going on in here? The ooh, energy's ooh, live. Ooh, I'm ooh. loving it. What are we going to talk about today? Oh, I think we all know what we're going to talk about today. I don't want to talk about it, but I got to talk about it. I, I, there's only one person I think whose opinion matters in the room, and it's not me. So <laughs> go ahead, ask me. We're going to be talking about <laughs> the AB saga and how it has evolved and continued. It started out with a lonely little helmet, and now he's posting shit on Instagram. You know, calling out his GM, getting into fights with his GM. He actually called him a cracker. Oh, man, I told you. That's what I thought was the funniest thing was when Coach said that to me. He's like, what he actually said. He said, like, we were in the car, and he goes, "Uh, A.B. called Mike Mayock a cracker. (laughs) (laughs) That was wild. You're a saltine, man. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? A weird twist of fate because I think that's the most redeeming thing now. Is I really I, I want to be mad at AB I really do but I just can't because he called somebody a cracker. <laughs> like the funniest thing. I mean um, no, but all, all jokes aside, uh, the, the AB situation for me because I am a Raiders fan is hard to take in and digest. But you know, you know, really at this point, I really just want to see them play, and I'm tired of like this this you know, almost you know borderline media circus that surrounds the whole situation. But I get it because you know it, everybody's talking about it, and Antonio Brown doesn't make it easy on himself because he's doing all these shenanigans and antics and whatnot. But like, I'm just excited. I want Week One of football to get here and them to play. Now, as for his antics and everything that he's doing, do I approve of it? No, not really. No. My big my biggest thing with AB is. Have you noticed, like, especially nowadays, okay, so these professional athletes, they are like Donald Trump 2.0. They use Twitter entirely too much, and they think Twitter's going to make them even bigger, but half the time it gets them more in trouble than what it does to help them. Well, I was going to say, they act like no one's going to see their Twitter. Like, it's like They act like they're tweeting and like no one's going to see their tweet. You know, not going to get the shares and the ads to everybody. Like, check this out. Like, they'll even do it in your face. They're going to send it right to the person that needs to see it right in front of your face. Yeah, right. They need to, I mean, it's part of the marketing and things like, but that's the funny thing, too, how that correlates, like you said, with Trump. It's going that direction because of the things that Trump's getting away. So everybody feels that they can just say whatever and it's okay. So, like, I just need to put this, like, thing out here um i am a trump supporter I, so <laughs> okay. like trump's my boy just got to put that one out there hey. i ain't bashing trump that's okay. why we do what we do around here man we ain't mad at you <laughs> yeah whatever that's bridging the gap right there. but no um what i was gonna say is the the ab situation is here's what i think i think this has actually been going on a lot longer than we think I it's think, definitely been going on i think i think that this is just the He's been in Pittsburgh for a long time, and I think they were a different organization, and they handled AB a lot differently. 
I don't know if maybe they let him get away with certain things. I don't know if they just continued on with their day. And then, like I said, because the media wasn't really reporting on it, because this whole snafu started whenever he did something so crazy that the media had to report and they had to get the scoop. And once they investigated, they, were, they, they can't take their eyes off him because every minute this guy's doing something crazy. There was already reports that have come out out of the Pittsburgh organization. This has been going on since Antonio Brown broke out and Tomlin fed into it. He didn't reprimand him. He kept everything in house, so it wasn't really getting out. But if you ask multiple teammates that have played with him, Antonio Brown was untouchable there for the longest time in that locker room. So he's still thinking he can get away with this. And if you just look at this past offseason, so he holds out because of a freaking helmet. They give up they give up draft picks. I think they only gave up draft picks for for him. Yeah, a third round, and, yeah, third and fifth. They give him a new contract. That should have been draft picks contracts. He should have been happy with that. Then holds out for the for the helmet. Mm-hmm. Then he goes to freaking France, gets in that uh, that ice chamber or wherever the heck that thing is, doesn't wear the proper foot gear. That's how we got his, his feet hurt because he didn't wear the proper proper shoes. What? And this, like, this wait, is, wait, wait, wait. And what? And, hold on, because this is news to me. The cryo chamber. Okay. Uh-huh. There's certain suits and shoes you're supposed to wear in there. That's how his It'll feet got so. Feet. Yeah. That's how his that's feet got so frostbit. <laughs> Because he didn't wear the shoes. So, like, is Antonio Brown just, like, that much? Like, is his head just that big where he's just like, ah, I can do whatever I want and I'm going to be untouchable? I can beat science. He's like, 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 science, I can beat that. Don't worry about it. Like, fuck you, Bill Nye. I got this yes, shit. Sir. No, like, it doesn't work that Bill way. Nye. Bill Nye. He went Bill Nye. He got beef with Bill Nye, so he went in there. Fuck Bill Nye. I'm not wearing the shoes that they tell me to wear in the cryo lab. Like, so, like, and then continues to get do this helmet shit, then gets a deal for a helmet. Like, he's going to get paid to wear this helmet. Right. Most players don't get this shit. Walks into camp, like, oh, guys, like, it wasn't really about the helmet, but look at this fucking giant payday I just got for the fucking helmet. Right. Then continues to skip practice and and fucking preseason games. Well, hold up, hold up. I think you're making some claims now. He's been at every preseason game since the week one. Oh, I thought he missed a preseason game. No, no, he's been at all preseason games as well as he's been at a participant in all practices. The practices (laughs) he got fined for were those first two that were around the time of whenever his foot started to heal up and he didn't come because of the helmet issue, and those are the ones that he was fined for. Now, I'm just saying that just so it's a clarification so we don't straw man him, but I'm saying he's been at the preseason games and he's been to all the practices except for those two, and that's what he got fined for. But either way, you don't call out your upper management. That's like me going to my job and, you know, me disagreeing with my sergeant, my lieutenant, or, you know, somewhere up in administration and just calling them out and posting it up on Facebook or Twitter or something like that. I'm telling you right now, if that's if I would do that, I'm shit canned. They're going to show me the door. They're going <laughs> to tell, tell me to turn in my uniforms and walk my ass out of there. You do not call out your upper management, especially an upper management and a coach 
mm-hmm. that has been fighting for you and that's been behind you this whole entire time. Well, I was going to add to this is uh, this is just based upon the information I've seen and what I've seen on Hard Knocks and all these different things is that it looks as if there's an already a divide in the locker room between Mayock and John Gruden because John, he's okay with all the A-B shenanigans right now. He's like, that's fine. It is what it is. He'll be ready to play whenever he's ready to play. And, you know, that's how he's feeling. And, and, I, and I think really it's because John, I think John maybe, because I'm not saying that Pittsburgh Steelers did that with A.B., but maybe he is taking that thing where he's just like, hey, just let the guy do whatever he's going to do because, I, you know, and just, you know, don't make a big stink about it. Mayuck, on the other hand, you know, he comes on a live thing and says, we don't you know, we don't know where A.B. is at, or what it, but it's all time for it to be all in or all out. That's what, you know. Well, that's the truth. Right. That's like, of he's what you've just Iverson seen, here. though. That's mm-hmm. of what you've seen, like right. they allowed out in the public. Lots more goes behind the door. The thing with Gruden, I I understand it too. Like in the NFL, it, it's a it's a tug of war because one, there's so much money involved, and a coach can't really be a coach. Speaking from that, be, speaking from experience, I would never want to be in that position because I wouldn't be able to coach. I wouldn't be able to tell A B get the fuck off my field because mm-hmm. I have the owners coming at me. There's there there would be so much that I could do that I would have to walk away from. It wouldn't be productive. But I guess it is in NFL if you're being successful. But in saying that, Gruden has experience. The number one diva that's ever played was Warren Sapp. Mm-hmm. Well, they, everybody says that. That and Keyshawn Johnson. And Keyshawn Johnson, too. <laughs> and he, he has, had them both at one time. And they were performing. So he's going to stick to that script as a coach. He's like, fuck you, Mayock. I ain't trying to hear that shit. Mm-hmm. I know how to do this. I've, I'm successful. You just stay up there and make the moves. When I pick up the phone, you answer it and say, yeah. Open the checkbook and go get <laughs> yeah. this guy. And I think that's, that's the simple. truth because that's that's what a GM really is. He's just there to manage the personnel in that regard, not really make the final. I would say the the final decisions on what the on field stuff. Now, granted, a B coming at Mayock on the field is the thing that you know is like what's crazy to me. And uh, just to add on to your analogy, there also are a lot of jobs where you could say shit on Facebook and they would never know or care to look. But unfortunately for AB, you're a celebrity and your job is on the world stage. So you know everybody's gonna see that, whatever you say. So you can't, it's not like me working at Lowe's or something and being like, hey guys, uh, fuck I Lowe's. My, fuck Lowe's, fuck <laughs> Oh, you got you again. But I was saying, Home Depot's where it's at. Everybody shop at Home Depot, Home Depot sponsor, and we'll send the invoice. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we need the invoice. <laughs> That's wild. It, it's just the fact of it's gone on too long. So, in all honesty, how much chemistry has Derek Carr and Antonio Brown really had time to build? Right, because they worked. They worked before preseason. Then, uh, so now I understand. From what I understand, based off what you're telling me, and I'm not saying that's the honest got truth, but I'm assuming that's what it is. Is the uh, the, the cryo chamber? He's yeah. being in the cryo chamber. So then they lost that probably about four weeks of time working together. Because he fucked up his feet. Right, and then he came back, and they've been working for about three weeks. So I'd say they probably in total probably like anywhere from eight to ten weeks of actual work whether it was like individually. That, that could cause a that could cause a problem in the, in the foreseeable future that's why if i'm john gruden and i'm the raiders i'm sitting ab down he's going to take the suspension in the face because you already came in there and apologized so you realize what you did you don't want them to void your contract so you understand what it is but you're going to sit down. You ain't playing for a while. Maybe four games in my eyes. Four games? Cool. In my eyes, you're sitting for, for a while, and you're going to lose that money, and you're going to understand. Somebody has to be take 
take the initiative to hold his ass accountable. I would patchwork. That's where coaching comes in. I know it's the NFL, but I'm going to keep moving because in the long run, what if you get that? What if you guys get on a roll? Get on a roll. And they tell him he can't wear a fucking mouthpiece. Now it's five more weeks of that bullshit because you didn't handle it. Yeah. You got to nip that shit in the bud. Tell him, sit the fuck down, shut up. Be at every practice in every game and be happy with your thirty million dollars. And yeah. that's where where it's got to go. And Mayock did. He put the big boy pants on. He he said. But there's one thing. I'm gonna pull my pants up. One thing though, I just want before they said before you can go ahead. But he did one thing wrong. He should have never went on the field and said anything to Antonio yeah. Brown. They should have pulled him in the office. It's two different things. When you yeah. do that, there's high intensity on that field. It could go wrong very fast, and I think that's what happened. I'm I'm a firm believer in. You never chew somebody out in front of your colleagues, in front of your peers. That shit it needs to be done behind closed doors. Right. Unless it's a dangerous situation. Yeah, but you know, it's you know, not dangerous. Like, and like, so like, for example, the field that I work in, if someone's doing something that could ultimately end up getting them killed, you call them out then, right there, there then. But something like this, you pull it behind closed doors and you rein that shit in. Okay. You know, it's there's a lot of faults here, but we can all say and we can all pretty much agree the biggest fault right now is AB himself because he's. I don't know what's really go on going on with him, but honestly, it kind of looks like the level of maturity is just not there. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, this is this is just what I'll add to it. I mean, because just by everybody here talking is that we all understand that the NFL is a is a business, and it is a it is it is like Coach said also is you're a coach, and you also have to deal with the repercussions of the owners above you. And I gotta tell you something about um, my boy Mark Davis with his his ginger bowl haircut that he just looks so great in. Um, he, I want to get a black and white photo of Mark Davis. What do you mean? Just have it like on the wall? Yeah, because it, cause it just looks like... He does like, look creepy. Because i got to be honest with you, Mark Davis, I love you, Raider Nation, but Mark Davis, you look like not a person. Um, like, dude, you got enough money and you're getting a $5 haircut. Yeah, you know, like I said, like, I don't... Give me the Mark Davis. Who goes in and says, give, give me, me the, the Mark, Mark Davis? Davis. <laughs> oh, God, the Mark Davis. Oh, Jesus. Holy shit. But, but no... Uh, and it is, and here's the thing. Mark is probably so focused on winning, and and you're also right. John handled those those two divas in the room, and he and like I said I think he's going to approach it probably the same way that he did that, and that's why I think he's he's doing it that way. But also too, you can't because if you cause the confrontation and you lose him, right, then it's going to be an issue for the upper people who said, well, we just got this guy so we can win games. Like, well, why can't we? You know what I mean? Like we're paying him thirty million to do that. You're going to keep him off the field. And John says we're going to keep him on the field. Right, and that's like I think, like I said, I think just as a bold prediction here for the end of the season for them, Mike Mayock might be out of the building by the end of the year. My, I think the biggest fear right now in every single Raiders fan, and I think you can kind of see where I'm going with this. As I just said, they're losing. Derek Carr and Antonio Brown have really had zero time to really gain any type of chemistry. AB's number one gripe while in Pittsburgh was. Especially at last year, I didn't get the ball enough. I need the ball more. <laughs> so if they aren't getting chemistry and they're just off, you know, off each other's radar, mm-hmm. and he's overthrowing them or he's underthrowing them, or AB runs a route wrong, and the chemistry is not there, that gripe is going to come again. 
Yeah, it's right. going to be an issue. It's going to be an issue. Yeah. But being the devil's advocate of all this, there's one thing that has my concern of being a coach and watching and going through protocols of having to deal with it, having to sit people down because of these things. I see something different. I see something that is erratic behavior, mental health problems, and I see that he might be suffering issues from early CTE. That's what I'm seeing. So if I'm the Raiders right now, I'm telling him, A, B, we're, we're going to work with you, but you got to go see a psychologist. You got to go maybe get a brain scan. I'm not sure if they can force him to do that, or what's in that contract. But I think I would do that because, one, it ain't about winning games no more if he has some kind of head problem. People say he's too young. That's, that's BS. I went through the protocol with doctors, and they told me that a kid can have – that he can have CTE going through high school football. There's no age limit on that. It just depends on the person, the hit he took, how his brain bounced around his head. There's different ways for that to happen. So I think that they should actually look at this in two ways. They say, we're going to get you, we're going to go get you checked out. We're going to talk to your, all your people, try to get somebody a voice of reason in his family, whoever it is, bring them in, talk to him and make sure he's all right before they actually let him go out there and continue with this behavior. One, it's embarrassing your legacy. Your children have to, are going to have to see this. Uh, just imagine if they did pull that trigger and said, get him out of here, void his contract, NFL stayed away from him, and they said, we, we don't want that issue no more. Now, that's the legacy he's going to have. Now, if we, if we hear like, two years from now, it is something like that. He has CT, he goes out like Junior Seau or something mm -hmm. like that. You know, what, what are we going to feel like this? I know people want to entertain and have jokes, but when it comes to something like that, I think it's very serious. Yeah. And he's showing very signs of erratic behavior. It's starting to be not so much in between. I guarantee Pittsburgh did a good job covering up. I'm still a nation. They try to keep things in-house. So they would be to blame for that, too. And they need to just hold him accountable right now. And in that accountability, get him checked out. That's what I really feel that, that should happen. And if it's not in his contract, the NFL needs to step up right. and be like, listen, you need to go get checked. Because if it, if it truly is that, the NFL should already know the symptoms as well. Because, yeah. as I said, that research that they had to pour in because they wanted to avoid that whole entire discussion or that era of the football, you know, of the game, mm -hmm. they, should be, they should be on top of that right now. Because that that's it's still relevant. Yeah, but right I mean, now. think about this from AB's perspective, right? The person that we think we know to be AB, the egotistical uh, player we know him to be. What do you think his reaction is going to be when somebody walks up to him and says, "Hey, AB, I think you have a mental problem." Cracker. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you don't know nothing, Cracker. <laughs> you don't know nothing, Cracker. What if a black dude walks? Even then, he's like, "Nah." all that because i'm just i feel like that is probably what's at ab when you come up and try and talk to ab about it i feel like that's what he, that's how he's gonna react i don't think he's gonna i mean i don't know i don't know because let's be real i mean we're sitting here speculating but we don't really know what we know about ab unless it's from what the media told us or what we saw on the film or what we saw on here i mean you know what i mean so we don't really know what the guy is right all i'm saying is i'd be i'd be skeptical to say that would he even how would he even react because i think that would be 
I don't know. It's like it's like such a sticky situation with this guy. Like I don't know how you do. You almost would need the right person to say it to him. That's like, right. Like grab a family member because if you see him on his Instagram and all that, he he. If you d take all this out of the picture, you think he was the greatest guy in the world, mm -hmm. and that and that's what I just had a conversation with somebody about before. If he is showing signs of depression and all that stuff, bipolarism, he's not going to turn the camera on that time he's yeah. gonna turn it when he's feeling good high energy and handing that stuff out right so, i mean like just something to look out how many people are gonna like like crying depressed mess and turn on the instagram live <gasps> like you know like a no lot one's of gonna, people do that, people do that yeah. <laughs> yeah but i mean like i'm saying from a professional yeah he's got people around him taking his phone yeah, like, when like, he's like uh, probably messed up talking crazy like i'm going live they're like i don't know i don't know we we all watched that fucking interview I, who the beard thing just showed me signs do what he did right there just showed me when i heard that that scene at the end i said something is really wrong mm -hmm. with this kid and i thought maybe he was just maybe was just untreated bipolarism and he's got away with it all of his life flipping out they were just saying he's being that because he was the star player I personally don't do it, but I see it all the time happen to kids that if they're the star player, they get treated. Like yeah, things, they get, certain things can happen. Certain things they that get other players from stuff. Yeah, they get shielded from stuff. Yeah, yeah, well, who knows? This 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 proverbial shield might be his biggest weakness because if people keep thinking maybe this, because maybe if it is something like CTE or something. It's going to be his downfall because, you know, all these people protect him from it. And then and they say, well, we don't want to talk to A.B. about it because of this. But, like, you know, people are generally coming from a place of maybe you've got something wrong. It's kind of like how – what was it when people started talking about Kanye? When people were, like, really worried about Kanye West. Oh, he's fucking batshit bat crazy. <laughs> yeah. He's just batshit crazy. <laughs> he gone. Yeah. So it is what it is, man. I hope uh, – whatever it is, I just hope they figure it out. But I don't think he should be able to step, step on the field Monday night. If that's all they're going to give because you're giving your whole team to say, oh, of course the younger guys can't do it. But now you can, trust me, there's going to be an issue with Vontez. <laughs> yeah, right, people like Vontez. And the, what's the other guys um, that they got? Richie Incognito. Richie Incognito. They, they got plenty of characters I, on the I don't, I don't know. roster right Rich, Like I said, because Richie has like, Severe, but like Rich, Richie, it was like a physical altercation, was it not? It was like bullying. It, it was, he was bullying. It was like yeah. borderline yeah. racism yeah. bullying. Dude was a, and, and homophobic because yeah. dude was gay. Yeah. You know oh, what I mean? So okay. he was just bullying. And I kind of think that that the, the the Dolphins captains or whoever's in that room should have stood up and been like, yeah. Yo, sit the fuck down but the, with that bullshit. See, but that brings up a good point because, like I said, when AB made his emotional apology today, from what the sources said, mm -hmm. is that he had the team captains behind him, which would have been Derek Carr and um, I think... Of course, Derek's going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, no, there's there's going to be... The, the team captains were yeah. behind him when he came in to apologize. And I get it. So I'm saying that maybe that's a sign of, like, you know, they're behind him in the locker room and everything, and maybe, like I said, I, I don't know, to me, it all looks like, to me, just based, I mean, AB's the problem, but Mayock is like, the like everybody, you know, I mean, like, everybody could care less, because John's like, yeah, like, you know, AB's this, whatever, but we gotta play football, and, they, and also, John's gotta get success, he's like, yeah, I got the star player, he's just dying to try him out, especially because he's an offensive-minded coach. So I think, just my opinion, I think AB should be able to play this week, to be honest with you. <laughs> And that's because I want I want to I want to win. Because you want to watch it, right? But, yeah, look, Dev's over here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I want that, but also too, like I said, man, like because everybody's talking all this nonsense. Um, you know, not really nonsense, but you know, they're talking about this the thing about AB and everything. And again, I I have a feeling, a hunch that this has been going on for a long time before he got to Oakland, and now it's just kind of coming out of proportion and everything. Mm -hmm. And 
Yeah, you know. but you got like just because it was happening there, don't mean like that's just like right. You, you go around a group of people, one group of people allow you to do that. Like you see it in a jail, you can you can sit back and watch. You can do something over here, but if you go over there, it's not going to be. You're not going to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So you got to set that precedent. It's just the way it is. And like I said, football man, it, when you millions of dollars are involved, it's hard for a coach to actually do what he has to do. Yeah. So I salute all the motherfuckers that even be able to have a, a job after one year to be honest yeah well then maybe i would agree with the idea i don't want i wouldn't suspend it for four games but i would maybe that's just me talking it'll never happen but that would be i don't know i would give him i would i would maybe let him play this week so now and then he, give him a suspend oh go ahead so now that he is playing this week what kind of message does that send back to the locker room we can do whatever we want we're just going to tell ab to go do it <laughs> and when we want to act out ab act out and that, it, it'll get it done. That or it's going to be the complete opposite. Some of those guys in the locker room might start really resenting A.B. True. That's yeah. true. And it's going to be Pittsburgh two, all over again. Two, Pittsburgh 2.0, I guess. Because believe, like what you said, like if he, like the, 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 the problem with the, the not working together for a minute, um, if they don't get that, that timing down right away, it's going to be a problem right away. Like, he's mm-hmm. going to be snapping his helps. You can see, you'll see it on yeah, the field instead right. of them. Bucket on the sideline. Yeah, s- snapping out on the sideline, slamming stuff. So we're going to know right away because there's going to be timing problems. Right, yeah. Right away. So we're going to figure out. So what we're really going to figure out is, is I think that'll actually be a telling sign if A.B. is really the prima donna that we think he is mm-hmm. or is he just dealing with, some of the stuff in transition from Pittsburgh and then also all of his other stuff because and maybe like CTE because if he's going out there and he's not catching those passes and the timing isn't correct and he's but he's taking it like okay we get we just gotta keep working on it right he's not like slamming shit and getting pissed off well then I think we're gonna see maybe there's a better version of AB that exists but if we start seeing that week one I think that then you know it's very it's very a very fair estimate to say that he's a very egotistical prima donna character, more so than we think he we thought he was, and that, like I said, he's going to be an issue for my team. Yeah, I agree okay. with Devin. Either, this, this is so go basically way, week. So ways. basically week one, Monday night football is going to all eyes in this whole entire country. I got to be honest with you, are probably going to be on that number eighty four for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right, guys, appreciate it. Anytime you need us, we'll jump back in. (laughs) You guys enjoy the show. We always appreciate you guys coming on, talking some football with us. So uh, you guys have a great night, and I'll see you next time. Yeah, later, guys. So, Mr. Chip. What's up? Your boy Zeke got paid. (laughs) <laughs> Listen, Your favorite all, player in the world. First of all, that ain't my boy. <laughs> I can just go ahead and tell you that right now. That's not I my know, boy. I know, I know, I know. But you know what? I'm actually glad he did. Oh, boy. There's a story behind this. Oh, boy. Because when it comes time for Dak to get his, he's not going to get the money that Jared Goff or Carson Wentz is going to get. Yeah. Yeah. Me being an Eagles fan, I'm going to be truly honest with you. I think Wentz's contract's a little bit ridiculous. Do I think Wentz deserves that contract? Uh, yeah, it's I'm a little high for a guy to train on that. that much. But um, for 
Wentz to get that money, I don't know, man. I mean, he's got to stay healthy, obviously. But yeah, he... for Zeke, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of glad Zeke got paid because this kind of puts the Cowboys in another predicament down the road for Dak. Yeah, because they just paid paid their uh, their linebacking core. I said they just paid Jalen Smith, and it gave Leo Collins another big deal. A b- big deal, yeah. And then, uh, so for so futuristic site, like, what are they going to do about they're, Dak? They're gonna what are they going to do about Amari? They're going to be strapped when it comes to sign not only their quarterback, but also their top wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing too. Like Jerry needs to stop living like it's the '90s again. He doesn't have Aikman. He doesn't have Emmett. He don't have Michael Irvin anymore. The, he needs to understand that this is not 1996 anymore, Jerry. Where most of these players are going out there just to win a championship. That's the huge difference. Mo- those players were willing to take pay cuts to be able to keep that team together so that they could win championships. That's the huge difference. That don't happen nowadays. Not unless no, you're Tom and Brady. It's just like you look at all the phases that he has tried to do over the years with the Romo, the DeMarco Murray, the Des Bryant. He tr- we we remember that little bit of era of Cowboy football. Did uh-huh. that win any Super Bowl championships, guys? Well, no, because it, it, it was Tony Romo. I, I'm still hearing crickets out there. <laughs> That's the point. It's like he tries to get the next Aikman, Smith, Irvin. Like, just stop, Jerry. Just stop. It's not going to happen. <laughs> that era is done with. Football and the speed of like, just everything has changed since that time. 100%. So, like I said, I mean, Zeke ain't my boy, but I am kind of glad that they finally they overpaid. Ended, overpaid big time. And then the other back that we I think we talked about in uh, episode two, Make sure you go back and listen one and two. Uh, Melvin Gordon has been given permission to seek, seek trade. trade. And there was actually a rumor going around that the Eagles were kind of dipping their feet in the water. Um, yeah, but they turned down. They their... turned. They turned down the Eagles' offer, which I'm kind of glad because it's like, why bother making that trade for Jordan Howard earlier this offseason? Like, I get the this is way before the Melvin Gordon situation went down. But looking back on it, it's like, why would you even try to dip your wa- like dip your feet in that water? Like, mm-hmm. you already got Jordan Howard. You, you got Miles Sanders. And you got him locked up on a pretty good deal. Yes. And I don't know. I don't know. That's a good thing, too. Like, with Sean McCoy being released by the Bills this past week, too. And my Chiefs picking him up. <laughs> I'm actually congratulations by the way because oh, I I'm so to, oh. happy to see him and Andy back together. Like if shade it like, just brought back shades of early like late two thousands again. I, I'm just hoping that like Shady has another at least two year, good years left in him. He I think is, he does. I see everybody he's over saying thirty. I see everybody saying, Oh, he's over thirty. He ain't got much left. I'm like, honestly, I, I think maybe Shady's got maybe a year or two left. I'm hoping he has a year or two two left. Now you cannot put last year completely 100% on his shoulders. The Bills' offensive line was not that great. No. And they, I think they they improved their offensive line this past year. I would have liked to have seen what he could have done behind that Bills' offensive line because they definitely improved it, um, not only through free agency but also through the draft. 
I really like their offensive line draft picks. I really like what they did in the offseason, uh, free agency-wise. So I would have liked to have seen maybe if it it was more of like a 50-50 thing where, you know, of course Shady's probably losing a step or two. He He's over that hill. He's over 30. I agree. Pittsburgh ran the hell out of him. Philly ran the hell out of him. And then Buffalo really ran him. Wait, Shady played for Pittsburgh? Oh, you mean a pit? Yeah. Okay, I thought, of I thought you meant like Steelers. I'm like, wait, I was like, time out. <laughs> no, the University of Pitt. <laughs> okay. It kind of threw me off there a little bit. I, but, I know where you're coming from now. Like, he, he, he has a lot of carries underneath his belt. So I would like to have seen if it was maybe like a 50-50 thing where the offensive line was just that bad and maybe Shady was just putting on age or if it was just literally the offensive line and Shady just couldn't do anything. So, but I'm I'm really excited to see what he can do with I was Patrick very, I was Honestly, I was very happy for your Chiefs. When I saw LaShawn McCoy sign with the Chiefs, I was actually happy because I'm glad to see him and Andy Reid back together again. Um, unfortunately, I wish it could have been a reunion back in Philly, but – I mean, I'll take, I'll definitely take the reunion with Andy Reid, though. That'd have been different. That would have been like, that would have been like, you know, blast from the past because, like, really, the last time Shady was on the Eagles, Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun was on Jackson, the exactly. So it's it's been like, like it's two like a reunion. Guys it's coming like, back. You want to bring back cool. Jeremy Macklin as well? Like, <laughs> call him up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the signing. I'm very excited to see what that's going to do. Now, Melvin Gordon, on the other hand. I could see him going to uh, Miami. Miami or Houston? I could see Houston trading for him. Didn't Houston just pick up uh, Carlos Hyde? They did, th- from a trade with us. Okay. Uh, but we, we traded him for a lineman. So. But I, I, th- like, I think Melvin Gordon would really compliment Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Watson very well. Big time. And I think he would fit in to O'Brien's offense very well as well. Oh, yeah. So I, I would like to see him go go to the Texans. Do I think the Texans have what San Diego would be looking for? Probably not. Not anymore. I think that should have been the trade Houston should have made. And we're going to actually get into that trade right now, actually. Um, so the Houston Texans – make a trade with the Miami Dolphins. So the Texans receive Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills, while the Dolphins receive a 2020 and 2021 first-round draft picks. What are your thoughts? Fuck me. Like, like I, I said that trade wasn't going to happen. <laughs> Honestly, when I first seen that trade go down, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm – Thinking the Dolphins obviously won this. Like you're gonna get two first round picks out of like the Texans. Like, but then I sit there and I sit there and think to myself, I'm like, okay, so they're gonna get a premier top ten offensive lineman in Tunsil to help beef up that Texans offensive line. To, and then they trade an offensive lineman to Kansas City for Carlos Hyde, and then trade fucking Javion Clowney to Seattle. Which I said last week, oh, that's not going to happen. And literally an <laughs> hour after we finished fucking recording that 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 episode, it comes it, out, it's 100% happening. He's getting traded to Seattle. Like, that's the trade. If they wanted to trade JV on that bad, that's the trade they should have made with San Diego. Listen, even up, we'll take Gordon, you take 
Javion. That's the trade they should have made. Plain and simple. So the Chargers then would have had um, Bosa, Bosa, Javion. Yeah, Ingram, Ingram there. Yeah, that's the trade they so, should have made. Chargers are already like in a preseason like Super Bowl pick. You like you, you throw Jadavion in that. You add another pass rusher. It is to a that. lock. You add another pass rusher to that, and it would make sense for San Diego because what is the AFC West? You need you a need fucking a pass, pass rush. rush. You have to have a pass rush if you want to keep up with Kansas City and the Chiefs. You need to get well. Halftime, even whenever you do get Patrick Mahomes out of the pocket, he still makes something happen. Oh, yeah. But you got to at least get pressure on him. Like, you have to. you got to get in his fucking face. And that's the same thing with Joe Flacco in Denver. Because every single time that he crumbles underneath pressure. Holds like a lawn chair. Like a fucking lawn chair. And same thing with Derek Carr. You get under Derek Carr's skin, man. You, it doesn't take much. Honestly, it doesn't. You get one sack on Carr, he's going to be shaking the rest of the game. Like, Kansas City last year was a perfect example. And that's why they went out and tried so hard to get a pass rush this past offseason. Because they realized we didn't have a pass rush last year. That pass rush was non-existent. And that hurt us so much throughout the whole entire year. The two New England games. We have a pass rush in that game, even a few times. Completely different ball game right there. Completely different aspect, like outcome too, because you guys could have possibly been playing the Rams in the Super Bowl. Exactly. So like it's San Diego should have made that trade, and then it would have worked out for both, both teams, both organizations, because Texans definitely have the money and the cap space to be able to pay Gordon what he wants. Oh yeah. Quite Javion's on a pretty good deal. For like, what he is. Seattle's defensive line now, man. It's it is nasty. And like they threw in another pass rusher to Houston as well. They got um he played for Cleveland and also Oh uh, Barkevius Mingo. Yeah. They got Mingo. So like that's that's what he does. That's his bread and butter. He's a pass rusher. So he's only gonna be coming in on pass rushing downs. Yeah. But it makes it makes sense. Like Javion Clowney, he, he, could, he could play the run, he could play the pass. So, not only did they get picks back from Seattle. Seattle, the way I look at it, Seattle, Seattle, Seattle and Houston rusher. both kind of won this deal. Like, it was kind of a win-win for both sides. Not like it's kind of like a one-sided affair for the Texans-Dolphins kind of trade. But I look at the Seattle, I look at the, the Clowney and the Seahawks trade, it's like a win-win for both Houston and Seattle. So, I kind that's how I kind of saw that. Yeah, it, like, it's a, I still would like to have seen San Diego and Houston hook up on it. Well, we'll see. Like, it's, it's not even week one yet. There's still a lot of football to go before that trade deadline. Anything can happen. We've seen it. We have seen it. Like, who the hell saw Khalil Mack getting traded last year? No one saw Nobody. that happening. That's like a Mario. And then too. Oakland suffered for it because they didn't have because this thing called a pass rush. <laughs> yep. Khalil Mack on his own in Chicago last year matched or 
the did Raiders better what the Raiders better. defense in a whole did. Uh-huh. So it's we will see that anything can happen. Hell, fucking <laughs> Chucky, John Gurdon might just decide, you know what? I want Melvin Gordon. I'm gonna give up Antonio Brown and like and like Derek Carr to the, <laughs> to the John Gruden would probably Chargers. trade like a, a, a medium steak for like a ten piece McNugget. <laughs> And that's being legit honest. Like, he is like he almost I, reminds me so much of Chip Kelly. It, it's so bad. I I got a New York strip. Oh yeah. I like those nuggets over there though. <laughs> Pretty even swap. Sure, bud. Well, let's make a trade. <laughs> like, all right. Like it's it's insane. It's insane. But we'll see. Like. I said, it, it's not even week one yet. There's still a lot of football to go. There's there's a hell of a lot more even before, you know, uh, the trade deadline. So well, we will we will definitely see. We're gonna dive into just a tiny bit of college football because that was a pretty good week. <laughs> that was a pretty. It good was a week. good first week of college football. Uh, what can I say? Um. Definitely, definitely pleased with how week one went down. Yeah, it's – so, like, we'll, we'll kind of go over things here, here real quick. Houston kept it close with Oklahoma. That was a little bit surprising. Surprisingly, yes, and then Jalen Hurts actually eventually took over the game himself. Yeah. Uh Connecticut almost got beat by Wagner. <laughs> Have you ever even heard of Wagner? They are the exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We're okay, just gonna fine. stop it right there. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Western Kentucky got beat by Central Arkansas. I didn't even know there was a Central Arkansas University. Just gonna put that one out there. Um. <laughs> I, I that's it, why I love college football. You never know what's going to happen, and that's the best part about it. You know, it's it's insane. It's insane. Like as I said, you never know what's truly going to happen. Although I, I think the best game I've probably seen Saturday was probably Iowa State Northern Iowa. Oh yeah, that game was a nail biter. That oh yeah, and for Northern Iowa to go into that, I mean that. In that atmosphere, and uh, uh-huh. that was like that was such a good game. That was probably my favorite game from Saturday. Well, that and um, we got to talk about the real football guy, Mister Freeze, the man that has fucking ice running through his veins, laying in a hospital bed, still coaching a football game, and didn't get blown out. <laughs> this is definitely like. That was definitely like football guy move of like the century. Oh yeah. To be in a press box and a hospital bed and to still boot. be coaching. <laughs> to to boot. <laughs> like Is this man a robot? <laughs> it's just crazy. Like I'm so Oh, I, I'm, I'm like, dying. I'm but like, you know this? what? I'm gonna coach this game. <laughs> like it was just so crazy to sit there and think I'm like they actually fit a hospital bed in a press box, and they actually let this guy still coach. Like, I, it's insane. And it, like, you know, 
that's like mad respect when even the opposing coach is like, yo, bro, <laughs> from the field pointing up there, like, bro. <laughs> that's that's definitely a football guy. That is a football guy move. I, he was on his deathbed, and he's like, I'm going I'm to coach, coach this, this game, game. <laughs> until the clock hits zero in the fourth quarter. And it was only 24 nothing. That like, for Liberty to go in there and only give up 24 points to a Big Ten, no, that was Syracuse. So that's Syracuse is ACC. ACC, yeah. Yeah, to, to ACC team, and Syracuse past few years, like they they haven't been horrible. Like they're not bad. You know what I mean? They're like mediocre, but they make bowl games here and there. So like it's still a tough competition. You only get you only lose by twenty four. Like that football guy. <laughs> So I also got to give a shout out. Not well, I shouldn't say shout out, but necessarily a bad look for hashtag for the brand to St. Francis University in Loretto. <laughs> because when they played Lehigh this past Saturday, did you see that video? I did. That punter got rocked. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> and then, no bueno. <laughs> to add a little bit salt into the local central Pennsylvania wounds, an Altoona native picked up that ball and ended up scoring on that play. So, necessarily a shout out, but just a little bit of a bad hashtag for the brand moment for St. Francis. He did not represent the brand well. We not will at be all. contacting Pat McAfee. On Pat this McAfee one. is very disappointed in you right he, now, St. Francis. He was definitely shaking his head on that one. But uh, it's it's just insane. With, like, what's gone on this past week, just in sports in general? And I want to touch on this. The big fella and Bryce are heating up. <laughs> Harper hit his 30th home run for the week, uh, for the year this week. And his 100th plus RBI for the year. Reese hit his 29th. And I'm pretty sure he's not that far behind Bryce Bryce Harper for 100 RBIs. And JT Rio Muto is the having MVP. the best season of his career right now. And they are getting red fucking hot at the right time. And the best part is... We're only two games back, and our schedule isn't that bad. But, but, there's but. a huge but here. We have Miami at the end of the year. And they are the Phillies' kryptonite. I don't understand why, but they are. It's, it's like we're the, it's like the Phillies are the Patriots, and the Marlins are the Dolphins. Mm -hmm. We can't win in South Beach. I, I just don't. For I some reason, we, can't, we cannot beat the Marlins. I don't understand. They they are the kryptonite to the Phillies. It, it's just insane. Yeah, it's... But I am excited. I really do hope that this... I really do hope this Philly squad sneaks in. I, I don't, would love to see it. I don't think we're... I think we're good enough to make playoffs. But to win in the playoffs? No, no. way, no. Not yet. I just want to see playoff baseball back yeah, that's, in Philadelphia that's again. Saying. That bullpen is not where it needs to be to be able to make a deep playoff run. 
Oh, I agree. Just in my personal I completely opinion. agree. Everyone's like, oh, well, since you got Bryce Harper, you guys are probably going to go to, like, the World Series. Absolutely not. Not this year. Not until they get the bullpen fixed. Both World Series champion teams that we have seen, we have seen. in our lifetime was a complete team. Yep. They had the bats. They had the pitching. They had the bullpen. And they had the closer. And that's how you win World Series. Look, Just look at the Chicago Cubs. When they finally did it, they had the rotation on point. They had, had their, their defense on point. They had their bullpen on point. They had a all-star closer and a role to Chapman. And they, it's, they were the complete package. That's what you have to do to win a World Series nowadays. You know, you just can't go in there with a, do, like a dominating pitching staff and expect to win every single game. It just doesn't work that way anymore. Especially not now, where you know they got quote unquote juice balls. You know what I mean? It you have to have the complete team. You cannot be the San Francisco Giants from a few years ago, Early. where they leaned one hundred percent on their bullpen and their pitching staff, and we're only getting maybe one to two runs a game, and go and sneaking out of there with a win. It, it's 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 a different game. It's a different game, and the game's constantly getting faster, and players are getting bigger. And quote unquote juice balls and every single pitcher in the league today that even Justin Verlander down in Houston just threw a no no the other yeah, day. Yeah, like he's striking. Like it isn't like Justin Verlander's getting worse and he's complaining about these baseballs. Like he's still at the top of his game and he's complaining about the baseballs. If that it like if a pitcher like that is saying something is different about the baseball. And how they're making them, or whatever the heck they're doing to them, there's probably an issue there. There's probably a huge issue there. That even a pitcher that's being dominant on still on the mound and has an issue with it, there might be something that needs to be looked Something's into. Something's going on. So that's that's just me. That's just me. You know, there's a reason why I'm sitting in this chair and I'm not. And, you know, somewhere else making a ton of money. (laughs) So it's – but that's just my personal point. That's just my personal opinion. So – but the Phillies are getting hot at the right time. They've been – like, we went through that little bit of a skid there. Skid there where it's just like, how the hell are you losing to these guys? Or how are you losing to the Reds? Or Speaking of which, did you see our boy Freddie? Get into that shit yesterday? Yes, I did. Freddy, you know better. You've been playing this game for like <laughs> how long, man? Like I, like you're my boy, but I can't back you up on that one. That's an unwritten rule. That is an unwritten rule. Yeah, something like that. You just can't. Like he's been, he's been in the league, and he's been up into the show way too long. Be pulling to be that. pulling that, yes, I agree. Like he he knows better, and he's over there standing there cussing the guy out. They practically tell him to go fuck himself. He's like standing there like he did nothing wrong. Freddie, you know better. You know better, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's, but you know what? You can definitely tell Yachty has. You know, you can tell the guy's getting older. Because if it had been Yachty five years ago, he probably would have socked Freddie in the face. <laughs> Big time. Oh, for sure. No <laughs> so, doubt. The fact where he's just, like, running up to him and trying to explain, like, yo, bro, you know you messed up here. Now nah, it's just socking him in the mouth. You could tell 
Yachty's reached that point he's in his career. The, yep, where he's where just he's like, he kept his composure. I got to keep my composure. I got to be an example for these younger guys in this ball club. Which, uh, kudos and applause to fucking Yachty. Because, you know, I'm nowhere near a St. Louis Cardinals fan, but I love me some Yachty. Like, <laughs> 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 right, he. It's an unwritten rule. Like there, there's so many unwritten rules when it comes to baseball, <laughs> but that's like that's like a huge one, especially for pitchers. Like you don't walk like that's like me walking up into your house and being like, "Yo, bro, I'm gonna grab something out of your fridge." You don't do that. <laughs> no, you ain't getting my fridge. That's for sure. <laughs> like that's a no no. Like you don't do that. <laughs> so like, <sighs> Freddie. Ready? I can't back you up on that one. Like, I, personally, I'm surprised you didn't get socked. I think you should have should have got socked in the mouth for that one. But you know, tis his own. Just, yeah. just let that one slide. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna get back into the NFL, and now we're gonna do our now since the preseason's finally over, we will be doing our weekly NFL picks. So. Unfortunately, since it's Friday, last night was the first game between the Packers and Bears. Which, that went differently than I thought it was going to go. I completely agree. But I did not expect. You remember week one, our, our first our first ever episode. I told you, Green Bay's defense was going to be better. And you did say that. And that got proven last Surprised night. Surprised me big time. I told you. I told you. That defense was, they drafted and they went into free agency very well. They replaced pieces both in the both in the draft and in I'll tell you agency. what, Jareer Alexander and that Darnell Savage. I told you, player. They are Did nice. I not tell they you? are nice. <laughs> and honestly, I wanted the Eagles to draft Savage. I told you. Because told he you. was sitting there at twenty two. I wanted the before the Eagles made the trade with Baltimore. I said in front of all of you and you all looked at me weird like ah fake. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know what I'm talking I know, about. I, I'll admit that right now. Like, <laughs> the Packers defense did a hell of a good job last night. I mean, to go into Soldier Field in that atmosphere and to face that team, the caliber of the Bears that they are now. Very uh, defensive football game. Big time. I loved watching that game. It was that a little bit I got to be able to watch. You know, it was a damn good game. And it just proved my point. Green Bay's defense is back to – the caliber of defense that they had when they won the Super their, their last Back Super Back when they had Clay Matthews and all them. Clay BJ Matthews, Raji. Charles Woodson, you know, guys like that. That's where that defense needs to be. They realized from last year our defense isn't where it needs to be. That's part of the reason why we're not winning games. And they went out and they fixed it. They fixed the issue, and now they're just a little bit – like they got a little bit worse uh, on offense, but I think they got they're, – they're good enough on offense to possibly win – that NFC North. And it took some time to get Rodgers and LaFleur. Like, it took them a little bit of time to finally get gelled in. Like, because mm-hmm. um, like, the first couple drives, it was just like Bears defense was just eating them up. And it's just like, man, if it's going to be like this all game, man, I don't know. But then you had that one driver. They just, like, went right down the field. And it's like – it was like a quick touchdown to Jimmy Graham. I'm like, okay, like – Here we go. Here we go. Picking pick pace up, man. Like I said, it took, took a little bit of time for – Rodgers and LaFleur to gel, but yeah, I, I gotta give a huge shout out to the Packers last night. That was a hell of a game. 
So we're gonna we're gonna dive right in right into these. Uh, first game on the docket is Falcons at the Vikings. Uh, Vikings at home. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Vikes. It's not a Sunday night game. It's not a Monday night game. So I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna take the Vikes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a primetime game, so Kirk Cousins can't choke he, up. He can't fuck it up. He can't, no. Although, I think it's going to be a good game, but I think ultimately the Vikings being at home and with their defense, I think they're going to take, they're gonna take uh, a W in week, week one. The next game we have is your Kansas City Chiefs at Saxonville. We're going to win. Of course we're going to win. <laughs> we have the reigning MVP. Our offense is better. Our defense is better. Here we and go. we smacked them around last year. <laughs> we're going to win. Of course. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the score. <laughs> oh. okay. I'm going to give you the score right now. Should I write this down? It's going to be Kansas City 41. Oh, you're putting a 40-burger on the Jags? Oh, I'm putting a 40-burger on the Jags. Jaguars going to have 21. So 41-21. And our biggest upside is... They don't have tape of our defense. When you just completely change the culture of that defense, which we did. We went from a 3-4 to a 4-3 defense. Our secondary, for the most part, is we, we changed our secondary a lot. Other than, you know, Fuller, really, Fuller and Daniel Shortson. There's a lot of new faces in that secondary. A lot. Landry Scantrick's not there. You know, our secondary, there's a lot of fresh faces there. I like our linebacking core. I like our defensive line. And as I said, the biggest thing is they don't have tape on us. They don't. So, but we all know what that offense can do. Absolutely. <laughs> as Travis Kelsey said, when you think we're going to run, we're going to pass. And when you think we're going to be passing, we're definitely going to be passing. <laughs> yeah, it's that offense is too fucking good. No fucking way. And all that shit <laughs> that uh, Jalen Ramsey talked on Tyree Kill and then got burnt like a fucking piece of toast that was left in the fucking toaster for about an hour that whole entire game. Oh, He's no pro for special teams. Are you talking about that guy that just ran past you? <laughs> the cheetah. The cheetah. No way. So definitely for sure, Chiefs. Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got the Chiefs big in that game too. So, uh, Titans-Browns. I think this is going to be a This is going to be a fun game. A hell of a game. Hell of a game. Because if you remember from our first episode, I told you, Titans are my sleeper team this year. They are going to be my sleeper team, and this is going to be the this is going to be the prove it game. Our, week one, week one. This is going to be the prove it game because here's the thing: Baker commanded that offense last year, like really started picking it up last year. He's more mature. It's a little bit different of an of an offensive scheme this year, but it's relatively just about the same. And he has some weapons. You go out and you get old Odell Beckham. 
You got Jarvis you got Landry. Jarvis Landry. Got Njoku. You got Njoku. Got Chubb. That offensive line is good. It, this is the perfect game for the Titans. Are they going to be able to lock these guys down? Is that defense as good as everyone's been bragging about? And I've been saying this defense is a championship caliber defense. This is where they got to prove it. This is either put up or shut up. Especially you lock- for Mariota. Like, this is the year for Mariota and Winston. Like, you guys are on notice this, this yeah. season. And I, I already said it. Danny Hill's just waiting to go. Uh-huh. He's a you game You don't manager. make a trade like that. You don't. You don't give up a fucking second-round pick for a Because backup. you are definitely putting Marcus Mariota on the hot seat with that exactly. kind of move. So, it, I think this is going to be a good game. <clears throat> Part of me thinks it's going to be a very low-scoring affair just because of those two defenses. I think it's going to be a field goal. I think it's going to come down to the last-second field goal. Um, which, by the way, i got to throw this little tidbit. Food for thought, people. What a bit of trivia, a.k.a. useless knowledge. <laughs> Ryan Suckup, who started his career out with the Kansas City Chiefs, then got replaced by Carlos Santos <laughs> by the Chiefs, <laughs> then went to Tennessee, Ryan Suckup did, and just got replaced by Carlos Santos in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> So that that poor just, guy has no luck. <laughs> so when he goes to bed at night, he just thinks of Cairo Santos and his nightmares. Basically. But I guess he haunts his dreams. <laughs> is he coming out for my next job, too? <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's going to be a very low-scoring affair. So the next game we have is the battle of second place in the AFC East. <laughs> <laughs> we Bills, have the Bills, Bills and Jets. Jets. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Jets. You're going the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Jets. Um, I just don't think Buffalo is where it needs to be. Jets really improved their defense. Big time. They have a run game. So they're going to be able to take some of that pressure off Sam Donald this year, who didn't look that bad his rookie year. Plus a little first glimpse of Mr. Lev Bell. Yeah. It, I'm going to take the Jets in it but really it can go really both ways because at the same time the bills can bills defense is good like they they were kind of like you they were hidden by just bad play in general but the defense is very solid so it, it can go both ways if the if buffalo's defense just completely takes over the game they they're gonna win the game but i i don't think it's going to happen. It's not this year. It's not this year, uh, Bills Mafia. It's maybe next year, another draft, another offseason, you know, another free agency period, and you guys might be able to start getting up in there and really competing for a playoff spot. I just don't think it's this year. So I agree with you. I'm going to go Jets as well. If I ever go up to Buffalo, don't put me through a cable. I'm, I'm you know, <laughs> I'm just speak, speaking my mind here. <laughs> I'm going to go to the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets on that matchup. <laughs> Ravens-Dolphins. Ooh. How is that? An, ooh. It, it's going to be the Ravens. <laughs> That's why I'm saying ooh. <laughs> it's because it's the Dolphins. 
I thought that oof was like, oh, no, it might be a close game. No, like, that's going to be a blowout. Yeah, that's why I'm saying oof. <laughs> like, Baltimore's going to destroy Miami. <laughs> uh, now it's time for your team. And it's an early, early conference play. Mm-hmm. Redskins, Eagles. You already know who I'm going with. That's a no-brainer. Well, they're playing at the link. <laughs> I am going all big with the Eagles in this game. Redskins, no Trent Williams. They're starting Case Keenum. What receivers are gonna? What receivers are threatening for the Redskins? Like they got that Josh Dawson just signed with the Vikings. Yeah, uh, I agree. And their tight end play is very suspect. Yes, like uh, Jordan, Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed, Jordan he Reed could have a hangnail, and he'd be out for like half the season. Yeah, he disappears. No threat at all. Eagles big in this game. I'm going to go with the Eagles as well. Rams-Panthers. This one I actually really like. This one could be a really good game. And I like the Panthers in this one. Yes. Yes. Call me crazy. I like the Carolina You're Panthers. You're crazy. <laughs> I like the Carolina Panthers in this one. I'm taking the Rams. You're going Rams? I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the Rams. Rams defense is too good and their pass rush is too, too good as well. Their, their pass rush is insane. The personnel that the Rams have to be able to take, go after the quarterback and how often Cam Newton crumbles underneath pressure whenever he gets people up in his face, no way. This, no way. No way Carolina I, comes out. I'm, I'm liking the Panthers in this match. Pan, Panthers get – no. They, they, they take the L at home on this. I'm <laughs> okay. sorry. I'm calling you crazy. Okay, we finally like, have our first disagreement. Like, okay. I'm, I'm throwing my yellow flag right okay. now. That's a penalty. Okay. That, that's a penalty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Colts charges. Well, I mean, luck wouldn't necessarily be on our side now, would it? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Chargers. <laughs> Well, I disagree with you there. I think Colts are going what? into San Diego. I think the Colts are going into San Diego. With Jacoby. And Jacoby goes off. Jacoby, <laughs> don't overcook my brisket. Jacoby goes off. I'm telling you right now, Jacoby is going in big. He just got handed the keys. He's with 16. the Chargers defense? He, he is 16, and he just got handed the keys to the Ferrari and goes, here, kid, have fun. And he's going to do – Zero to a hundred, right quick. Okay. I don't know. I think he the charges is might going be a speed to bump. go off. <laughs> <laughs> Bengals Seahawks. Seahawks. Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, the Bengals are having the first round pick this year. That I, there's there is no one on that Bengals team that I go. Eh, there's a glimmer of hope. <laughs> Outside of uh, Bates, <laughs> Mixon, and that's it. <laughs> Andy's done after this year. I'm telling you right now, I'm calling it. Bengals have a first-round pick next year. The they draft Trevor all. Lawrence. End of story. Okay. <laughs> the long, blonde, flowing locks of Trevor Lawrence is going to come in. And do absolutely nothing in Cincinnati as well, but, you know, because it's Cincinnati. <laughs> Get their hopes up like that. I like that. <laughs> so, of course, it's another year, another week one. Giants-Cowboys. 
like why do they always have to schedule this game every year? Like it's, why put it's us through so that? typical? It's like up oh, week one. Here's another Giants Cowboys for you. Like why why put us through that factory of sadness right there? Year Especially in, year in Jerry World, uh, Cowboys. Can Cowboys. they? Can they I'm just taking tie? The Giants. Actually, I'm I want to tie. I want to tie in that game. Even though it's not going to happen, I want to tie. I'm taking the Giants. I'm taking the G-Men. I'm going to take the and G-Men. Jerry World. I'm going to take the G-Men. And can we just pause? Pause here. Uh, predictions. Who do you have starting quarterback for the Giants? Well, they're fucking. It, it's going to be Eli, <laughs> because until he throws like his third interception no they're gonna let him go out there throw eight picks and one touchdown and be like ah he's still our boy he's still our quarterback and they're gonna wait until the end of the season and they'll be like oh maybe we should replace him there'll be some speculation and they'll be like ah now we're gonna bring him back for another year like how do you not start daniel jones Week one, how do you not say there's no quarterback competition? There's no quarterback competition. How do you say that when you Pat draft Shermer. a guy in the first round, not only draft him in the first round, but he outplays your starting quarterback week in, week out, and just shines every single time he was in there. He looked amazing. I thought I was seeing another Peyton Manning. Listen, preseason stats are preseason stats. You can't deny an argument with two Super Bowl rings and beating Tom Brady. Twice. Twice. I don't care. <laughs> Eli has been it's horrible. It's like Daniel Jones, you might as well give him the gold jacket after preseason. I mean, that's how the you, hype has been for the Giants this preseason. You start Daniel Jones. You start Daniel Jones. Plain and simple. He's young. Let him go in there. Play. Eli's not Eli anymore. Eli hasn't been Eli for the past four years. They should have replaced him two years ago. I completely agree. So this is the time to replace him. Tell Eli, listen, you're taking the back seat. You're going to coach this guy up. This guy's our future. You're our past. But we want you to retire a giant. Take this year. Sit behind him, coach him up, teach him, retire a giant, go out the right way. So over under, under week eight or past week eight, Eli gets the bench. Eli's not going to get the bench. That's what I'm saying. The the Giants organization is too stupid to do so. They're going to – so you think they're going to rock with Eli all season? They're going to rock with Eli all season, waste Daniel Jones' first year where he can be getting all this experience. Okay. Back to picks. <laughs> 49ers, Buccaneers. <laughs> Ooh. Um, I'm taking the Niners. I was going to say, I think I'm going to go Niners in this one. Like, Jimmy looked kind of shaky in his preseason, but I think, he, I think he's worked off enough of the rust from his injury. I think he's going to come back. I think. I think he's going to look very good against the Buccaneers. And like I said earlier, I mean, this is the year for James Winston to finally see what Arians and Leftwich can do with him. Uh, I, I don't. Winston's I, on the hot seat this season. I don't and, think Winston's the guy. I just don't. I I don't think he has the high enough football IQ to be able to understand Bruce Arians' offense. So I think he's going to crumble. He's going to. It's going to be another failure year, and the Buccaneers are going to move on, and they're going to draft another quarterback. That's just me personally. I'm sorry, you just don't go out there and make a W with your hand and say, I'm going to eat some W's. You like, you know. <laughs> when you're mostly eating L's. 
<laughs> Especially, uh, you know, you're basically your whole entire professional career so far here. Yeah. Crab legs and fucking Uber drivers. And I, I just, I think this is, this is the, you know, the last year. He doesn't improve. I don't think he regresses. I think he stays about the same. But I just don't think Winston's the guy. I think Winston's going to be a career backup. I think he's going to be like a Case Keenum in, in a way. He's going to keep on getting opportunities places. Yeah, a very serviceable, serviceable But he's going to be a very serviceable backup. Um, Lions-Cardinals. So the debut of Kyler Murray. Mm. I am going to go with – I'm going to go with the Lions. I agree. I think this is your – I think this is your uh, – Patricia really puts that defense together. He's really brought in the guys that he truly wants. He improved the offensive line. It's almost – They like have a run game. Um, this is – this is your I, – I think the Lions – they don't make playoffs. I don't think they make playoffs – that's a tough division they're playing in. That's a tough division between Green Bay, Green Bay and Chicago. Chicago. Those and two Minnesota. Teams, those two teams right there alone makes that division hard. I kind of see the Lions like almost going almost like a 7 and 9 this year. Okay. They they don't break even, but they have a decent season. Uh, so but I do take the Lions in the card against the Cardinals. I okay. don't think the Cardinals team is where it needs to be. That and it's also going to be a true test on the Cardinals' offense. Is that college-based air raid spread them out? Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury offense going to be able to work in the NFL against a NFL caliber defense? And Patricia is a defensive guru. So if if it's going to work, this now, is the test. This is the test. This is the time. test. So we'll we'll see. Now we reach the Sunday night football game: the Pittsburgh Steelers at the New England Patriots. Fake. What is your prediction? I think it might surprise some people here. I'm taking Pittsburgh. You're gonna take the Steelers and Foxborough. I'm going. I'm going to take Pittsburgh, beating them in Foxborough. And the reason I say that. The distractions are gone in Pittsburgh. They still have a very solid run game. Mm-hmm. Con- James Conner, I just want to call him the Terminator when he carries the freaking football. He is what Pittsburgh looks when it comes to running backs. He's a north-south, put the shoulder down, I'm going to run you over. You may tackle me, but you're going to be feeling me. They still have a wide receiver court. That defense is slowly improving. I don't think that defense is where they it's want not, it to yes, be. It's not the steel curtain kind of defense yeah. that we're used to seeing from the Steelers, but it's slowly, but it is it's, getting, it's better. getting better. It's, it's definitely improving. So um, I see Pittsburgh going in to Foxborough and beating the Patriots, but I see it more of a high-scoring affair for a Monday night game. For so like a shootout. Yeah. Okay. Just on the offensive side of it. I feel you. and honestly, I I might go Pittsburgh as well. Big Ben always plays better in primetime. And I think that's an ESPN game as well. Uh, NBC. Sunday oh, is it NBC? Yeah. So, so Monday's the – Monday nights are yeah, ESPNs. that's right. But 
Yeah, Big Ben always plays better in primetime games. So I, I, I'm going to take Pittsburgh in a very high-scoring shootout. Plus, the thing I kind of noticed, too, week one, usually when the Patriots have, like, a primetime game the last couple of years, they've lost. One to my Chiefs. <laughs> and one to your Chiefs. In Foxborough. In Foxborough, yeah. <laughs> so, so, honestly, I like the Steelers in that. It's that I – Pittsburgh's defense isn't where they want it to be. It's getting better, but I don't think they're going to be able to really give Tom Brady too much too much issue. I think they may get him a few drives, and that's going to be the backbreaker right there for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Big Ben always plays better whenever it comes. One, it's a primetime game, and he always plays great week one. And that offense, they didn't lose that much. So I, I'm taking them. That and they really, they were placed, de- you know, decently as well. So uh, now we reached our Monday night games. First game we have on slate is the Saints and the Texans. It's gonna be a tough game. That, that's I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Saints just because they're home. Yep, I can. It, agree. It's hard to go into the Superdome. I mean, uh, the Mercedes, whatever the heck Benz. they called it now. Yeah, the Mercedes, whatever the heck they're calling it now. But it, it's hard to go into New Orleans to pick up a win. That Drew Brees is, is still there. <laughs> that offense is very good. Their defense has improved. Uh, and Sean Payton, he just coaches so come on. <laughs> so it, I'm going to take the Saints in it, but by 10. I got the Saints big in that one, actually. Yes. Were you like smoking some like hashish? No. Like outside before I showed up today? Saints big in this one. I don't know. I don't know about that one. I'm calling it. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna run down to the store and grab a piss. You cup. say ten. I, you, I, I you say ten plus. You need to be in a cup. I say ten plus on that game because you have said some outrageous things today. You said ten on this <laughs> game. I'm saying ten plus on this game. And last but not least, the Oakland Raiders. And the Denver Broncos. 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 I'm sorry. As I'm, I'm sorry to our producer. producer I'm sorry right my, to my producer, but I'm taking the Broncos. I'm taking my Broncos. There's too much going on in Oakland right now. No one's really focused on it, on that game. There's too much going on in it. Everyone's got their eyes on 84. <laughs> no one's focused. No one's focused on that game. Plain and simple. Broncos Denver's going to go in. No, I'm not going to say outright. I'm not going to say outright. There's two, There's a lot of talent on Oakland's offense. I will give them that. There's a lot of talent there. And that's where I'm saying there's too, there's too much going on right there. So the way I kind of see it going down is it's going to be a very close game. And there's going to be one or two, like, miscues there on Oakland's side offensively. And that's going to be the downfall. They're going to probably toss something up or they're going to be calling a play just for AB. And that chemistry is going to be off and it's going to be missed. And then Denver's going to be able to capitalize. I feel you. That's the way I see I don't, I I don't see Denver going in or blowing them out. I don't think Denver's no, I'm team's not saying that good. A blowout. <laughs> I, I, I agree with what you're saying, though. I, I definitely see it being a close scoring game. Um, I think. I will go with you on the part where uh, the timing is going to be off for Carr and Brown. Um, so I'm going to go with the Broncos in this one. 
that that and you we really get to see how much the Raiders defense has truly improved as well. Because the one thing the Raiders defense struggled at last year was one getting to the to the passer and two stopping the run. And you got Philip Lindsay coming into town. Excellent rookie year. So that's that's what I'm saying. We're going to be able to see how much of that page has been turned in Oakland right now. Did they draft well enough? Are these picks going to be what they, they're hoping they're going to be? And was their free agent acquisitions and their off-season off moves going to be able to be able to work out? Especially on the defensive side of the ball. Because we can all admit it, that defense was bad last year. It was, they couldn't stop the run. They couldn't stop the pass. They couldn't get to the pass rusher. When a Khalil Mack is putting up numbers by his own, what your whole entire defense did, you have an issue there. Khalil Mack had eight sacks, like a little over eight sacks alone compared to the eight sacks that the whole entire Oakland defense put to, put up together. It's That's all I'm saying. That's, that's all I'm saying. So, it's really going to be a put-up or shut-up, and I like the fact that they got the Monday night game with everything going on. It puts them in the spotlight. It puts them in the spotlight. That's where Oakland wants to be. We all know it. That's what that organization is. They feed off that shit. They love being in that spotlight. It hasn't changed just because, they, you know, the sun... Mark Davis. Yeah, Mark Davis, the predecessor, took over. That hasn't changed. You don't say, I'm going. haircut. (laughs) (laughs) You're an ass. (laughs) You got me. (laughs) But it's like, you don't don't threaten and say, we're going to Vegas. If you like, you know, if that's not what you want to be. Vegas puts you in that spotlight. It puts you into a bigger market. So, as I say, the Raiders, in that aspect, have done very well. And AB has definitely helped it. But either way, it's you got this is the time. This is the time to prove it. It's either time to put up or shut up. And, ha- and the moves that you did make, did they work out? Or did you digress? And right now, the way the AFC West is going, you don't have time to digress. You do not. The Chiefs are getting better. Chargers, getting Chargers better. are getting. Chargers are going to be a playoff team this year. They are going to be a playoff team. I think they're going to squeak in, but they are going to be a playoff team. And Denver, Denver has what they've been looking for—a game managing quarterback. That's what Flacco is. He's a game managing quarterback. He's not going to go out there and win the game for you, but he's going to manage it. And that defense is approved improved they have a damn good offensive line and they have a run game they have what they need to be able to win it's almost built like the year that they won the super bowl the only difference is is that peyton manning has a brain and flacco doesn't (laughs) peyton manning's mega mind while you know flacco is that fucking dinosaur you know with the just plain and simple. That's what it is. But either way, the AFC West is improving way too much that if 
Oakland does have another down year again, and they and those moves didn't work out, they may fall even further in the reverse, and they may go back to what they already were five years ago, before they started to improve. And then it's going to be another 10 years, again, of just constant losing seasons. And no Oakland Raiders fan wants to see that. So they this year they have to improve. They have to prove, prove that these moves worked out for them. All right, guys, I think that's going to be all for this week. Thank you for listening to episode number four. Again, if you guys haven't heard our previous episodes, feel free to do so on Pippa, iTunes, Spotify. And you can always find us on our Facebook page. We're always po- like we're posting daily, sometimes multiple times per day. Just leave us a like. Send us a message. You know, leave us a rating. Definitely leave us our five-star Johnny Menzel rating either on iTunes or Facebook. Either or, like, if you send us a message on Facebook, we will reply to you. I work seven days a week, but I will will do my damnedest to reply to you. And if we don't, our producer, Dev, will. You have any questions or anything like that, we will hook you up. So I just say, don't be afraid to shoot us a message. Like us on Facebook. Give us that five-star Johnny Menzel rating. Check us out on Money, power, respect, or you left with debt. You bet your life on it. The truth you will never get. It's a cold world that's written by the ice, man. Think twice, man, before you go and cop some ice, man. 